All right, welcome back to The Canceled Preacher. It's good to be here with you. I'm Jonathan Hudson. And I'm Phil Hudson, and we are glad that you're listening in today. And uh, just a quick reminder, we are recently just recently got on uh, Twitter, so you can find us on Twitter at The Canceled, the, uh, the canceled Preacher, or search at, can, uh, at Canceled PR1, at Canceled PR1. And uh, also you can find us on Facebook, and um, send us an email if you'd like to at The Canceled Preacher, The Canceled Preacher at gmail.com. And uh, today we're excited about uh, a Christmas episode. We're going to talk about what day, what day was Jesus born? Um, so, um, Pastor Hudson, what day do you believe Jesus Christ was born? Well, I believe he was born on December 25th. And I think that history and the Bible um, shows that. So, uh, you are known for having unconventional takes like you said yesterday um you don't go with the flow you very seldom go with the flow well i guess that's just in my psyche i'm not sure but um just because somebody says it doesn't mean that i believe it i'd like to check it out with the word of god and uh for a long time i just believed that jesus was not born on december 25th because i was told that he he wasn't um but uh as i've studied it out for myself i found that uh, it's very possible in fact more than likely that Jesus was born on that day. I would take it one step further. It's not that you just don't want to believe it because you're told, but I think that you, if if most people believe it, you kind of revert to the opposite, or uh, you kind of say, yeah, I'm not going to go that route, or uh, you have some pretty unconventional takes on a lot of things. I guess that's true. We talk about true. Your, your takes on uh, prayer. Maybe that'd be a good, another good episode. But, uh, you know, Most a- Christians have no idea what they're doing when they pray. I think we pray so unscripturally. Yes, that's true. And it's pretty unconventional. In fact, uh, you've gotten you've gotten some uh, pushback from even members of the church when yeah, you start talking members. about prayer. Yeah, good members. Um, but it's just uh, um, uh, uh, a soul winning is another one. You don't you know you don't go with the independent Baptist flow and the in soul winning. Um, and I think it's because. Well, it's just like you said, you don't you don't just take things for what for when you're told you don't just take it for what it said or when you're told something you just don't take it at face value. Instead, um, you go to the Word of God. Uh, you say, "Does this can this hold up?" You're a deep thinker. Uh, you think things through. Um, what did Brother Hiles say? Jack Hiles say about? He said, "I heard him say fundamentals are going to die because Christians preachers will not think for themselves." You think things through, and if you know if there's a talking point that uh, independent Baptists like to say, um, you know, well, one that one that we uh, we like to say all the time, but everything's going to be okay because God's still on the throne. Oh my soul! Uh, because God is on the throne, everything's not going to be okay. But that's that's a that's that's something that people will say a lot of times, and yes. uh, I mean they build doctrine on it. They they preach, you know, um, kind of from that that Calvinistic viewpoint, and that's another thing. You know, you you you. you when you think that a whole line of thinking through, all of a sudden you come to this fact that, man, this is Calvinistic. If you're just going to say, everything's okay because God's in control. I'm sure the Jews said that in Nazi Germany. I'm sure that the Jews said that also when Titus was tearing apart the uh, temple and killing everybody. And it's not that you're saying God's not in control, but that doesn't, that, it's, not, it's not a get-out-of-jail-free card. Um, you know, people have been suffering, and we're not going to avoid catastrophe just because um, you know, God's running the universe. Like you said, because he is, um, there will be consequences to consequences for sinful actions and things like that. Absolutely. But anyway, we don't want to get off on that rabbit trail, but just to say that quite often we, 
uh, well, you, I should say, have, well, you just you just have some unconventional takes. And honestly, this is one that I thought was, what? You know, um, tw- December 25th, I mean, like you, I had always heard, um, it's just it's just a day to celebrate it. We don't really know. There's no way to really know, but it's it's almost certainly not in the winter. Well, um, I read something. Um, oh, I guess it was maybe a week or two ago where it said you have to tell somebody something 14 times before they come to believe it. And uh, I believe that preachers just say things um, again and again because they parroted what they've heard, and so people hear it again and again and again. They just going to believe it. And not even really know why. Yeah, uh, and uh, you said the same thing. You heard it, you know, uh, and you, you heard preachers preach on it and say, "Well, December twenty fifth, it's 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 not the day he was born, but it's the day we celebrate." And it's, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, first of all, if if that's true, um, I mean, I wouldn't say there's anything. If, if even if we didn't know the day, uh, is it a bad thing to take a day to celebrate it? Would you say? Absolutely not. I think that we ought to glorify God every way and all times and all seasons and every way and every place. So you're, you're not one of these Christians that believes it's wrong to, to celebrate Christmas um, and uh, put up a tree, give presents, things like that. There's a lot of Christians that don't, don't, don't participate They don't that. do that, and they'll say that you're pagan, you're practicing, you're identifying with paganism and practicing paganism. And, um, you know, when you kiss under the mistletoe, I don't even know what mistletoe is, or you log. I didn't even know what a U-log is, and how could you practice that if you don't have a fireplace, you know? And uh, so, yeah, no, I don't think that uh, celebrating Christmas and some of the traditions, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So this is um, this is a sermon you've preached, uh, what is this, now three times? Because you just preached it yesterday. I believe it was, and then about a year, year and a half ago, and then uh, I think about 2017 or somewhere around there. And it's called Born This Day, and you, you just... Basically, say what did you say at the beginning? It's it can be supported by, um, uh, history. Basically, history and biblically, yes. Historically and biblically, and common sense. Okay, Um, so uh, but but your sermon you start off basically by um, what we just said, Uh, you know, Christmas and how uh, a lot of lot of Christians take some objections to it. Um, You don't really feel you don't feel that that any of those things are biblical or that it's wrong to celebrate Christmas. Um, but then you went from there to what? Well, let me say this first. Uh, the Bible says um, some, they basically, they exalt one day above another, and then others do not. And it says don't judge one another on that basis. And so I think a lot of Christians, what we do is we end up judging one another. And I see it really more, it, from, from my limited perspective, I see more judgmentalness on the part of people that don't believe in Christmas that practice Christmas, um, especially on December 25th, than the other way around. And uh, I use Luke chapter 2, verse number 1. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And it tells us who was born as Jesus Christ. It tells us why he was born, to be a Savior. That also tells us um, where he was born this day in the city of David. And also when um, unto you was born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And I said, let's go ahead and just see if it was what day was was, was talking about. And we went into the sermon. Now from you there. said that, uh, and this is very interesting. But you said um, it's certainly uh, not just possible, but likely that God gave us uh, 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 revealed to us what day He was born because He did 
that with the day he was he, well, he was crucified. That's right. We know he was crucified. Nisan fifteen, um, because it was it's Passover time. And Daniel chapter number nine tells us what year. Um, Four hundred eighty-three years after the command to restore and rebuild Jerusalem. Daniel chapter nine verses twenty-four, twenty-five, and I believe it's twenty-six. Um, but uh, abs- that's absolutely right. And so we know exactly. I mean, it, 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 the Bible pinpointed the day of his death. Um, so you said it's you know, within the realm of possibility, right? At least starting right there. That at least we can go from the Bible and find out when he was born. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Now, um, but then you had some objections to the idea that Jesus was born on uh, December twenty fifth. And one that I've heard, like I said at the very beginning, was, well, there's just no way to know. There's no way to know, um, but as long as we don't know, we might as well pick a day and might, might as well be Christmas anyway. Um, I guess that would make sense if we didn't have so much evidence. But we do. And why ignore the evidence on assumption? Yeah. And uh, the first one, well, another objection that I hear quite often has to do with the shepherds. Um, and they say, well, there's no way that that, that would have taken place in the wintertime. Well, first of all, if you go to Genesis 31, and that whole context is Jacob talking to Laban about how he was watching his sheep and his flocks. And he says, I was even doing it in the wintertime, chapter 31 of Genesis. And he says, even during the frost, he says, I was up at night with drought and, and frost by night. And he said, because of that, slept uh, departed from mine eyes. And that was 400 miles north where he was at that time way up in Hayran, 400 miles north of, of Bethlehem. And so, so they were even out in the fields in the frost, um, 400 miles north. The average December temperature of Bethlehem is 57.2 degrees. Mm. The average temperature. Now, didn't you say it's uh, the latitude, it's equivalent? As far yeah, as latitude? that's something else. Um, I believe it's 31.7, the latitude. Um, you know, you have the longitude and latitude lines. But if you run, if you follow that latitude line right on over the Atlantic, the Atlantic Ocean, and come, it comes into Florida right at Jacksonville. I have my daughter and my son-in-law used to live in Jacksonville, Florida. Never really got very cold. I don't believe they ever saw any snow. And then you could follow right on through the same line as Dallas, Texas. Oh wow! Yeah. So, so. Uh, latitude would be uh, those are the lines that are e- that are run east and west. Yeah. yeah okay. Yes. Um, so that's that's. I mean, a lot of people probably didn't even know that. I didn't until you brought it out. That uh, the climate would be—it's not real comparable to what we have here in in Missouri or you know maybe up north, uh, but more comparable to down in in Florida, down in Texas area. A fellow pastor that uh, is gone now—he's with the Lord. But he pastored the Victory Baptist Church in St. Louis. Actually, I believe it's Florissant. I believe it was. Anyway, I've talked to him several times. He went over on a trip to Israel, and he said that um, he went in the winter time in December, right around that time. And he said he saw himself, shepherds in the field, abiding in a flock. Now, when I went to Israel, couldn't go to Bethlehem because it was off limits because of the Muslim-Israeli uh, agreement, um, and uh, which couldn't go. But uh, there's testimony of people that have gone over there. Uh, I heard it and said, yeah, <laughs> they were over there in December. I saw it with my own eyes. But that's not really one that uh, you were saying. That's not really one of the main objections. That's one I've heard, you know, and uh, people might throw out. Um, criticizing, well, there's no way he could have been born uh, in the winter. Um, but that's just not true, uh, at least not from that argument point. I mean, the whole idea, those lambs, uh, they would still be outside because they, they didn't have these big, huge warehouse barns for animals. Um, wood was scarce, and uh, everybody that built homes built them out of adobe, like a mud cement kind of a thing. And so there's just no way 
they would be in the folds for sure. Uh, they would bring him into the folds. Um, but um, there's just no no way because of the code you had to protect the shepherds or the sheep. They had to be somewhere. They got to uh, be somewhere. So, um, but what's what's one of the other uh, objections that um, one that I hear all the time? Well, it it it, it all started as a pagan holiday, and then uh, the church or Christians just tried to Christianize it, um, and they'll point to uh, well, you even said this. What was the what was the one they uh, the, the sun god? Well, yeah, the the so there was two basically arguments here. They say Saturnalia, or the more powerful one is. Natalis Sol Invictus, and that would be the nativity of the sun god or the birth of the sun. And, uh, of course, it was Julian Apostate who became a Christian but defected and went back to apostasy, and uh, he tried to turn the Roman Empire back into apostasy. Who's Julian uh, Apostate? Was he a— He was the Roman emperor. Um, right. Okay, after, uh, right around the t- uh, 400 About BC. 400, that's exactly right. And so what he did is he took— the, the day that it was celebrated, the birthday of the sun, the sun god, uh, and uh, that was on the winter solstice. And the winter solstice is on December 22nd, has been forever and a day, where the days get short, you know, the shortest. That's the longest night and the shortest day Absolutely. of the year, and then it starts to. And then it starts to change, and that would be the reason why it would be on the winter solstice right there, and that would be December 22nd. So the whole argument falls apart because that's when it had been celebrated by the Romans, but the Romans, uh, Jul- uh, Julian Apostate, he changed it because he wanted to he wanted to paganize a Christian holiday, and so he changed it to December twenty fifth, hoping to paganize a Christian holiday. You and see, when did that happen? Um, I, I believe it was right about four hundred A.D., um, but many many years after three thirteen A.D., when the when the Roman Catholic Church really became organized. Um, after Constantine declared Christianity legal and, uh, you know, the Roman Empire basically uh, didn't hunt down and jail and persecute, kill Christians. Um, I believe it was 398, 400, right, right around there. But the, but the point was is that Christians, because they were weak or they were trying to undercolor, you know, sir, um, uh, worship the Lord on a pagan holiday, and so the Christians all got together and they... They declared, you know, December 25th, you know, because it was the same day as already established um, Roman heathen holiday. That's just not true. First of all, where is the church council for that? Where is the evidence that all these Christians, what somebody Especially when to, they were under, when they were, um, they were in hiding anyway. You can't have that. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so what are you saying? One person just thought it up and then it kind of caught on like a fad. I doubt very seriously uh, that, and there's no evidence for that. And why would uh, Christians, like you said this, uh, why would Christians who are risking their lives to go to, to, to serve the Lord anyway feel like they have to um, somehow disguise their uh, celebration of the birth of Jesus? Well, yeah, I feel like, I feel honestly, I feel like what's happening here is we're judging first century Christians on what we would have done. And uh, they were willing to give their lives just to go to church or be baptized or just go soul winning or share the gospel. And here we're telling, you know, that they would have also done this. It doesn't go together. So um, the the idea that it's a pagan holiday, what's the, what's the other thing you said about... Well, um, let me also say this. And uh, no matter what day Jesus would have been born, I mean, you've got all these different pagan holidays. We think of Rome and we think of Greece. They had so many pagan holidays. 
And uh, if you throw the Druids in there, the Celts in there, uh, if you threw in the Aztecs and the Mayas, you threw in the Babylonian pagan holidays, Persian pagan holidays, Median pagan holidays, Canaanite pagan holidays, there's just not enough room in the calendar to accommodate all the pagan holidays. What I'm saying is, no matter what day Jesus would have been on, it would have been on a pagan holiday. For example, December 1st is um, the Greek uh, pagan holiday commemorating uh, Poseidon. And that was the rebirth uh, of the Greek god of rebirth. And then December 3rd, the festival of Tellus, it's a Roman goddess pagan holiday. December 4th, the festival of the Roman goddess Bonatia. December 5th is the festival of the Roman god Phanius and uh, the, grand, the grandson of Saturn. And it just goes on and on like that. If you take all of the pagan countries, all of the heathen countries around the world, I'm telling you, there's just not enough days in the year to accommodate all the pagan holidays that are out there. That's a good point. Uh, I mean, so no matter what day Jesus would have been born on, um, there would, and if we knew it, there still would be dissenters saying, well, no, that started as a pagan holiday. And here's the thing. What happens is the pagans, they take something good and they make it bad. That's what's happening in America. We see the pagans, the heathens, they've taken America, a good godly country built on the word of God, and now they're destroying it. That's the way heathen work. That's the way the pagans, pagans work. For example, you've got the months uh, of the year. They're all named after pagan. Janus um, is... Um, um, January is named after Janus, a pagan god. February is named after Februna. I can't pronounce the name. But anyway, another pagan god. March is named after Mars. And the list goes on like that. All seven days of the week. Sunday after the sun god. Monday after the moon god. Uh, what's a couple of the other ones? Um, Thursday, I believe, is Thor. The god Saturday. Thor. The Saturday, Saturnalia, the, the, the god Saturn. And, uh, and I said this the other night. I said, you want to be consistent with that then don't say that July, uh, January 1st is, is going to be um, New Year's is on January 1st because you are ja Sunday, January 1st, because that's you're naming two pagan gods in that. Mm. There's, no, there's no way in the world that Adam would have named those days, if he did, uh, pagan days. Um, right. but, but it's the same way with the stars. Stars as well. No way God would have named those stars or Adam and Eve or any Christian would have named those stars Orion, for example, which is a pagan god, or Pleiades, which is seven sisters, seven pagan god sisters. Uh, there's just no way in the world that that would have happened. And so I think there's a lot of inconsistency there. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, don't you agree? Well, you know what? The, and that's what the devil does. Uh, I don't see a real um, trend of Satan taking pagan things and trying to make them Christian. But I do see the, the trend of Satan takes Christian things and tries to secularize them. I, I mean, all the time. And uh, you know, as that, far as I'm concerned, that leads to people to saying, "Well, it just, it just it just denigrates, and it just the 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 punch of Christmas and the uh, the glory of Christmas just loses some meaning because God has revealed it to us. I believe, and history substantiates that Jesus was born on December 25th. The attack on the idea that Jesus was born on December 25th a lot of times is just that uh, it started off as a pagan holiday, and um, we, uh, we, you know, we try, we're trying to Christianize it, whereas you believe, no, it started, off as a, it started off as the actual celebration of Jesus' birth by first century Christians, and then it became paganized. Uh, that makes so much more sense to me. Yeah, it wasn't Christians trying to Christianize a pagan holiday. It was pagans trying to 
paganize a Christian holiday, just the way the devil works. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you said uh, that, oh, here's something interesting. If you're going to take an objection to um, this December 25th, a lot of people will say, well, you know what? It was illegal to celebrate Christmas um, in America. Um, let's talk about that. Well, first of all, let's set the record straight. You know, and, and I've heard that before. We heard church members that have come in and have said that. And, of course, as soon as I found out a church member believed that, I, I mentioned it because I'm not just going to let that go. And I'm not going to let that spread. First of all, it wasn't the United States. The United States, you could say, was born in 1776, or you might say, well, it didn't come to the United States until 1781 when we won our independence, or maybe not even until 17, what is it, 87, when we passed the, the Constitution. And, um, and so that's the first thing. It was never illegal when, um, when the United States of America, after 1776. You know what, the, the, the liberals get away with a lot of criticism of America by claiming uh, some things that happened in America, but they're talking about the, uh, the colonial America. Right, 1659 to 1681, and only in the Bay Colony. But it was also illegal to be a Baptist. It was also illegal to be a Catholic. It was illegal to kiss your spouse in public on that day, whereas one couple was arrested for doing it under um, sitting under an apple tree uh, on Sunday, and he kissed his bride, so and he was gonna, arrested for if that. If you're going to take objection to Christmas because it was illegal in the Bay Colony, be consistent. Then don't kiss your wife on Sunday. D that's right. Don't kiss your. <laughs> don't get married on Sunday. But now that was just that was so. It was, it was never illegal in America after seven. You know, after America became America. Oh, you're saying it was only illegal in From the Bay 1659 Colony. 1659 to 1681. The same. It's the same community that burned witches. That's uh, right. And had the the atrocity of the Salem witch trials. Right. Absolutely. They banished um, Roger Williams and others as well. And uh, I, I mean, the, the Bay County people, they, they were just crazy. So that's definitely not a good precedent, nor a good reason. That's a very, very weak argument. Yeah. It's a straw man argument as far as I'm concerned. So the, uh, you know, we, we, we've addressed a lot of, uh, maybe we did this backwards, but we've addressed a lot of objections to it. But now you say uh, history and the Bible um, support December 25th as the birthday of Jesus Christ. A lot of people, I'm sure, have never heard that before. Uh, or if they did, they dismissed it uh, pretty quickly, thinking, oh, that's just ridiculous. Because we always hear... As I did. Christians didn't start celebrating Christmas until about 400 A.D. Which was when, uh, what did you say, Julian well, Apostate? Julian Apostate, and we had to... We already went through all that. ...change everything to... Uh, you know, to, to serve Jesus and worship the Lord's birth on under color. But that's the that's the the basis of the belief that, well, that's when it all started. That's when December twenty fifth started. It started right there with the pagan holiday with the, the sun god. And uh, um, so let's talk about yeah. If we can if we can show that there were people that did worship the Lord's uh, and and recognize his birth on December twenty fifth. Then that throws that whole argument out as well. If we re if if we can show that there there were people that that recognized that day as his birth before uh, 400 A.D. Absolutely. Uh, and you had, I mean, an overwhelming amount of evidence uh, yesterday when you were talking about. Well, it. let's just look at a few of them. Tertullian. Now, he who, was who was Tertullian? Well, he was he was um, one of the church fathers, preacher, uh, and he was born A.D. 155, and he lived to 220. Well, he basically echoed what many are saying, and that he said that Jesus was, he died on the same day he was conceived. 
which was March 25th. Well, if he was conceived March 25th, <laughs> then he died. Uh, he was born December 25th. Nine months later. Augustine uh, said, For Christ is believed to have been conceived on March 25th, upon which day he also suffered. So the womb of the virgin in which he was conceived corresponds to the new grave in which he was buried. Therefore, he was born on December 25th. Irenaeus, he was born A.D. 130. He said that Christ was conceived on March 25th, again, putting his death, uh, his birth, excuse me, on December 25th. So that was Tertullian, Augustine, Teen, and then Irenaeus. Those were all born in the, uh, at, uh, before 200 A.D.? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hi Hippolytus, born 170 A.D., said that Christ was born on December 25th, and I quote, the first advent of our Lord in the flesh occurred when he was born in Bethlehem, which is the 25th of December, and it was a Wednesday while Augustine was in his 42nd year. I mean, this is my, I'm, honestly, when I heard you say all these, these were, this was blowing my mind that people are saying, um, that, and this is just a few generations removed from, uh, from the actual event. Uh, just, just as, you know, I have spoken to my grandparents who spoke to their grandfather that was alive during the Civil War. Yes. Uh, you know, that, that's the same amount of time we're talking about removed from the birth of Jesus. We've got uh, first century church uh, members and leaders and Christians testifying, and, and they're recorded. You're quoting, you've dug these facts up, and I happen to know, you know, uh, you've told me about you know, a lot of the research you've done. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, well, look it up. The Bishop of Caesarea, Theophilus, he was born in 115 A.D., um, and uh, he said, and I quote, we ought to celebrate the birth of our Lord on December 25th, Julius Africanus said that Jesus was born December 25th, and he was born, talking about Julius, was born A.D. 160. When I went to college, I was taught that the Donatists were early Christians before there even was a Catholic church, and they celebrated the birth of Christ on December 25th and was persecuted for it. So you said yesterday the Catholic Church came into... Is, 313 A.D. 313 A.D. The marriage of the church and state, right and, there. And the idea that Christmas became a thing uh, because in 400 A.D., all of these things, all of these testimonies that you're reading that are documented predate all that stuff. John Chrysostom, known as Golden Mouth, he was martyred by the Catholic Church, said in a sermon preserved in writing to this day that it was common knowledge that Christ was born on December 25th. And uh, furthermore, he says that people had been declaring December 25th long before the Catholics paganized it, and he gave several reasons for it. First of all, he mentions the census, as does others, and he said it was December, <clears throat> and challenges, talking about the census, it was in December, and challenges in the sermon anybody who would, uh, would not uh, believe it to go to any library and check it out. Next, he turns to the scripture and says that you can trace John's birth right after the course of Abia, which puts John's birth in June and Jesus' birth in December. And he says that also was common knowledge. That's amazing, honestly. Um, all this stuff, all this information coming out uh, that, that you're bringing out, um, and it's uh, uh, all agrees together. Um, and, and Augustine said, and that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty interesting what he, what he said. There's some doctrinal depth there, too. He's, he's comparing the womb of Mary to the grave and making some uh, some correlation there. Uh, what did he say exactly? Okay, he said, so the, so the womb of the virgin in which he was conceived corresponds to the new grave 
in which he was buried. Yeah, and these these uh, early church leaders. Now you had uh, now you mentioned the Donatists. So uh, who who are the Donatists? Well, the Donatists, um, I would say, in many many ways, are like the uh, are like Baptists today, who believed in the autonomy of the church, and um, they were separatists. In fact, more so than we are. If if you would fold under pressure, you were excommunicated from the Donatist Church, and of course we don't do that today. We we encourage them and pray them back into the church. But you know everybody has a breaking point. But that's beside the point. But they were early first, second, third, fourth century fundamentalists, and they were persecuted by the Catholic Church later on because of it. So when you preach on Baptist history, you you pretty much go there to as our roots, I believe, right? To the, the Donatists. Donatists, yeah, they're basically first, second, third century. Uh, Novationists, another one, Montanists, another one. They were basically preaching and believing the same things that we preach and believe today. Now, there's a little bit of difference. I will grant that. I will grant that. But they, no question in my mind, they were born-again believers who took that common knowledge and they just worshipped the Lord and celebrated December 25th. Wow. So you went, do you have any other um, testimony of... Or, there's lots of testimony, but we're focusing right now on pre-400 A.D., pre-313 A.D. That predates the pagan, you know, the pagan holiday of 725. That predates the Catholic Church. Um, do you have any more um, that that you brought out last night? No, that was it uh, last night. That was, I think, seven or eight of them. Yeah. Um, but really, it only takes one, and then you yeah. got, then you got to dis, you got you got to somehow show that his writings were corrupted. And, and that's possible if you've got one or two, but Jesus sent him out for two or three witnesses. Yeah. You know, and so no, that, I believe that, this is preserved right here. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's fascinating. Pretty powerful but, stuff. So you went to, from historical evidence, to prove it from the Bible. Okay, so like they said, um, I, go, I went and looked, and the Bible narrows it down to two possible dates. He's either, he was either born in December or in June. Now, one how of, do we know that? One of the two. Well, it all goes back to John the Baptist's parents. John the Baptist's parents, Zacharias and Elizabeth. The Bible says that Zacharias was one of the chief priests and he served in the course of Abia. And you can see that in Luke chapter one and verse number five. And, um, and so here it was, there were 24 courses. This was all designed and laid out by David because it became so many priests that they all couldn't serve in the temple at the same time. So they all just kind of lived regular lives, but because they were Levites, because they were priests, what they would do is they would have, they would have um, uh, courses or, you know, they, they would categorize them in 24 different categories and uh, say, okay, well, here is the course of Abia and there's another course and another course. Well, Zacharias <clears throat> was of the course of Abia and there were 24 courses in all and each course lasted one week. So they would serve one week Twice a year. And so you can read about when David established the courses. That's First Chronicles 24, that whole, and that, that's what you're talking about here. Yes, and it had been going on through, throughout that time up until the birth of Christ. And the course of Abia, they served on the eighth week of the year and the 32nd week of the year. So that's where we get, for John the Baptist, there's two possible dates. Two possible birth. dates that Zechariah was either, he was either in the temple on the eighth, the eighth week or the 32nd week. If it is indeed the eighth week, then it does put Jesus' birthday somewhere around September. And a lot of people believe that. But if it was the 32nd week, then it puts his, his birth right at, right at um, December 25th. Uh, and um, the, 
the correlation between John the Baptist and uh, uh, Jesus Christ is it says in uh, the book of Luke, I believe it's chapter 2. Chapter uh, 1, chapter verses one. 26 and verse 36, where it says that John the Baptist was six months older than Jesus. And, um, and so if we can find when John the Baptist was born, then we can find when Jesus was born. And I don't believe that there's anything in the Bible that's in there by accident. I believe it's all in their own purpose, so God wanted us to know it. And so if we can find out John the Baptist's birth, and there's a lot of evidence to show it's either one or two dates, and I believe that the evidence proves the second one because of all the church father's testimony. Yeah. But it, there's also other testimony as well. The Bible says there was a lot of people at that time that was there, and the, multi- the multitude, the Bible says, of people that were there. So it is believed to be that it was a holiday kind of a day or a holy day, which would have been the 32nd week would have been the same time that you would have, um, that the Day of Atonement falls on. And if that's the case, which seems to all line up together, then it was indeed the 32nd week. So then that would put John the Baptist born to June 25th. He was conceived in September, born June. So September 25th, born June 25th. Right around the, the end of June. That's, that's correct. That's six months from that's six months before December 25th, which would have been. That would have put uh, Jesus, Jesus, right? Six months older. Right younger, late at December, right. And since you have the church father saying December 25th, then. There is That's amazing. Overwhelming so, so evidence. It is, it is for sure one or two of the dates. We know for sure, uh, based upon the courses uh, and uh, you know the, the the timeline that the Bible gives us for the birth of John the Baptist and his age compared to Jesus. We know for sure it's one of two dates. Absolutely. I never, I never knew that. Um, all you know. All, all my life, really, uh, here in here in, there's no way to know. It's probably born in the summer type thing, uh, and then here it is from the Bible. It's one. It's 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 definitely uh, between one of two dates. Uh, we can know for sure. Yes. But then the testimony of of the the early church leaders and, and Christians, it all it all says it's December twenty fifth. That's right. It all started with me when I picked up a pamphlet written by Bill Rice, published by the Sword of the Lord, I believe it was, and written by Bill Rice, um, half-brother of John Rice. And he said that it was December 25th. And, and he gave basically the same basic things that we're, you know, we're talking about today. And I believed it then and believe it more strongly to this day because I've sought out more information on it. And sure as well, he's exactly right. There's an overwhelming amount of evidence yeah. to support December 25th. And it makes Christmas uh, so much better. To me, honestly, I just feel like, man, this really is, this is the day he was born. And you know what, even if you're going to take exception to the fact, well, you know, human gestation period is not exactly nine months, and it could have been a few days before before, before or after or whatever, um, you know, I mean, even if you just say, well, it was definitely right around the time. I believe it was December 25th. I believe it was that day. I mean, they said it. Uh, That's know. right. And they said common knowledge. Yeah. Uh, but even if it's even still, it just makes this whole season so much more exciting to me to think that, man, this is the day uh, of, his, of his birth. And um, that was an early attempt, uh, an early pre-Santa Claus attempt by the devil to just – undermine such a sacred and godly and day. And now he's doing it through Santa Claus. The, the fat and man in red. That, that's right. And he'll, well, he'll try anything he possibly can. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing to see how, how desperately people want to believe in something and, 
Yeah, other than see. what the exactly, Bible says. exactly. You know, you can throw some flimsy arguments and people believe it just yeah. because. Yeah, it's like abortion. It's like you know transgenderism. I mean, people deny the obvious. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they just want to believe in something. Well, the Bible says we all have faith. Um, and so people, to people, for people to say they're not religious, well, what they mean is they don't uh, subscribe to religion of the Bible. Everybody has faith. Uh, blind, everyone has blind faith in something. Um, and uh, but, yeah, definition of faith. I believe it was according to the Supreme Court said it's something you believe in that you have no evidence for. Yeah, and everybody, you know, you know so, ev- so everybody, <laughs> everybody <laughs> does. And even if you think you have evidence for it, you don't. Um, that that's just it, you know, as we've talked about before, with science, you know, changes all the time. But we have a lot of evidence for the fact that Jesus Christ was born on December 25th. And, you know, and when we, when we celebrate Christmas this, this couple days with our families, I mean, to me, it just, it just makes it so much more meaningful for a child of God to, uh, to know this and then celebrate Christmas. Amen to that. Um, but uh, anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. And again, you're not trying to, this isn't something that you're like, you know, you're ready to start your own, you know, church of the, of the Christmasites, you know. Uh, <laughs> but it is something, I think, that when you, when you preach it, it's just exciting to me. Uh, it was fascinating, and uh, you know what? If you don't, you know, buy into you know, subscribe. I don't know why you wouldn't. Uh, you say quite often, you know, if if you're not gonna believe the Bible, then uh, you know, you're on thin ice. You're a Bible. You're a Christ rejector. You're a Christ rejector. But, he is the Word made flesh. You deny anybody that says they believe in Jesus but don't believe the uh, don't believe the Bible is a liar. A Christ rejector. Is a Christ rejector. Uh, they're not saved. He, he's the Word made flesh. That's right. But uh, anyway, whether or not you 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 subscribe to that. Uh, maybe you maybe you take the approach that he was born on Atonement Day. You know, I, there's a man in our church who kind of went that direction. Said, "Well, I kind of believe it was um, the the eighth week that John was serving. John the Baptist was serving. Yeah, but, it throws everything six months off. That's right, right, right. But uh, either way, uh, this has just been uh, it's it just it's just uh, great to, to to learn of this and to find out some of these things that you brought out. Uh, honestly, I love it, and I hope you preach it every every Christmas." Probably ought to because we normally have, you know, we have members come in, uh, new people come, they haven't heard it before, and it's just good to say, man, this is a holy day. And uh, in fact, I preached a couple weeks ago on the the season of Christmas, and Christmas is different because you know you take the Thanksgiving, it's a day. You take Valentine's Day, it's a day. But Christmas, yeah, there's Christmas Day, but also, it, you know, it's it's kind of like a Christmas season, yeah. you yeah. know. And uh, this Jesus is the reason for the season. All the more reason to be in church this Sunday, this Christmas. We're having church Sunday morning, How could Sunday night. any church close on one of the most sacred and godly days yes. of the year? Now, some people before, if they don't believe what, you know, what we just talked about, they don't know what we just talked about, they'd say, well, it's not really actually just a pagan holiday. But now that we know this, I mean, it's going to make it all the better to be in church on Sunday, on Christ's birthday, I mean, the actual day. Amen to that. But Merry Christmas to everyone. Appreciate you listening. We'll be back on uh, uh, the day after Christmas. So uh, have a good uh, have a good week. And Merry Christmas to you.